0: Hello, everyone. David G, Boating Industry Content Director and Editor-in-Chief. Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, and welcome to our guest, Jim Emmons. He is the Executive Director of Watersports Foundation, also the former President of Watersports Industry Association and former U.S. Coast Guard National Boating Safety Advisory Council Chairman. And you just let's just call you the safe boating guy, Jim. Welcome. Oh,
1: gee, thanks very much, David. It's, uh, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, always happy to help with you guys on your podcast and and thanks for exposing some uh, details on boating safety as we head into Memorial Day weekend.
0: Yeah, well, we're, you know, we have boating safety, uh, you know, regardless of, of what the, the weather or the climate where wherever you boat is, certainly we have boating safety on the brain 12 months a year and, and, and should if we don't. So one of the major initiatives right now in cooperation with the U.S. Coast Guard involves a national PR outreach campaign to communicate key boating safety messages. Talk a little bit about what that program entails, what exactly you're doing, and, and just lay the groundwork you know, the, for why this is such an important topic.
1: Sure, David, so um, as you know, Water Sports Foundation has been engaged with the U.S. Coast Guard since 2011. We've been a grant recipient uh, every year, um, some years, multiple grants uh, for boating safety outreach. And it was at the National Boating Safety Advisory Council meeting in Cape May, New Jersey back in 2018, where new uh, advisory uh, council member, Wanda Kenton Smith and I met. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wanda and I used to work together years ago back in the water sports industry. And um, we hadn't seen each other for a while. So we spent a lot of time catching up. And in that catch up, Wanda asked, you know, is there a public relations campaign for voting safety? And I, my response was, no, there's not. There is no official national public relations campaign. And she said, well, there should be one. You know, can we possibly write a grant application for that? And I said, what a great idea. So. We got together and put together some some really good ideas about you know what to do for a pu- public relations campaign and submitted them. I submitted them through the Watersports Foundation as a, a nonprofit grant application. And you know some uh, six months later we got noticed that we were we were awarded. We weren't awarded you know everything we'd asked for, but we got a portion of it and it was enough for us to get this program started and get it off the ground. So uh, since July of last year, we've been real busy working on the, the first element of the public relations campaign, which was to create a national media resource center uh, on a website. And that is a place where we have pulled together the best boating safety information. It's, it could be tips, it could be, you know, blogs and editorials, or infographics, statistics, you know, anything that a journalist um, or a, pre, a producer, perhaps even a TV producer might f- be able to use in putting together their own story for uh, recreational boating safety. It's a one-stop shop site that just includes all sorts of things, like I just mentioned, including a video library and an image library. So, you know, if if you're pulling together a story and, and you can get your information right out of our blogs to make your story, write your story, and you can pull the images right down off our image library to give yourself, you know, the image that you need that'll support your story, uh, and there's even um, a page that lists experts in the field. So, if if someone's an expert on, say, cold water uh, rescue, we've got them listed in a category, cold water rescue ec- expert, with their name and their contact information, a bio, and their name and contact information about them. That'll give anyone that's interested in, and in perhaps using them for an expert quote or as, you know, any kind of testimony. Um, um, right there on our website. So we're really excited about this. The website launched on April 1st. And uh, shortly thereafter, we launched the public relations campaign. Um, the first piece of public relations news was to, uh, to send out a press release. Uh, the first part of, uh, first I it was I think it was the end of April. We sent out a press release that uh, Wanda and her team put together called 12 Tips of Boating Safety for Memorial Day and Beyond. And that 12 Tips uh, article got picked up by something like 127 news outlets, um, including some giants like Yahoo Finance uh, posted it. Uh, Yahoo Finance has something like 55 million unique visitors per month, some crazy number. But um, the really important thing that came out of that was the potential audience uh, all rolled together from those 127 outlets was 96 million So we're really excited that, you know, we're getting the right kind of information out to the voting public through the national media, you know, at a time that it's critical, you know, as we're moving into the start of the North American voting season.
0: Yeah, and we will uh put that resource on our uh, that link on our uh in the description to the podcast in case you missed that. We we ran an article in Boating Industry when uh when that was up and live. So congratulations for that. Uh you you mentioned uh you know the the busy boating months ahead, certainly the month of May is a, b- a big month in terms of promoting Boating safety, Memorial Day weekend, historically the launch of, of the summer boating season for uh, many or most in the U.S. What are you doing to advise boaters, uh, dealers, manufacturers, everybody in the industry to be extra vig- vigilant this summer and what looks like will be another very busy summer boating season?
1: Well, David, that's that's a great question. I, I can tell you that um, for three years now, we've been running a program that we run through the trade media, including boating industry. And we thank you very much for being a supporter of, of our materials. Uh, that is a, a, a program to remind people in the industry, especially retailers who are at the front line of consumer engagement, to remind them to always be mindful of recreational boating safety. These are things like wearing your life jacket, avoiding impairment, using your engine cutoff switch, taking a boater education course. I mean, these are the sort of the, the pillars, if you will, of recreational boating safety. And, you know, if we can just get folks to start using some of these things in, in a more meaningful uh, way, I think we can seriously drive the number of incidences down. So there's this whole effort through one of our campaigns to go through the trade media, which is you know comprised of a couple of trade boating, power boating trade media outlets, including boating industry. But we also do the same thing on the paddle sports side. So uh, we engaged a um, a paddle sports newsletter that reaches I think 2,500 paddle sports retailers that does the same thing. It talks to those retailers about keeping their customers alive. You know, tell them, remind them to wear life jackets, uh, especially when they're in, you know, dangerous conditions like cold water or swift moving water and, and, and to take a boat or a paddle education course so that they, they get all the tips on, you know, what can help make them safe and a safe return.
0: You know, the good news last year, and actually since, you know, uh, the pandemic started is that we are seeing a dramatic uptick in the sale of boats and all kinds of, of water sports uh, vessels kayaks stand up paddleboards as as you say boats to to first timers and the industry has, has long tried to figure out uh you know how we we get more uh people introduced to these activities and, and pastimes. So so that's the good news. The the flip side of that though is that many of them are getting on the water without much preparation or education. So talk a little bit about specifically how you are addressing the first-time boater, the first-time user of of some of these uh, in, engaged in some of these activities. So David Last year was an anomaly. You know, we
1: we've been tracking along in the boating industry with, you know, growth rates that were pretty stagnant. I mean, there weren't weren't really a lot of big um, growth numbers until along comes the coronavirus pandemic. And you know, the first couple of months of the pandemic, I don't think people really knew what they were, were going to do. But when they realized that the social distancing rules were in place and they were going to be in place for a while. And folks had to start canceling their plans. I mean, many millions of Americans canceled trips to Walt Disney World, you know, for the kids or if they had an overseas trip or whatever. And, and you know, the next best thing for a lot of them, for millions of them, was to find a way to get out on the water. And, you know, we've done some research with the folks at InfoLink, um, Wanda and I have, and um, they've they've helped us discover that there's about 415,000 new boat owners on the water from last year. And I think 65,000 of those are personal watercraft new owners. So think about that for a minute. That's, that's a lot of new people on the water. And it was during a time when uh, traditional in-classroom boater education courses were shut down. Uh, the traditional classrooms weren't allowed to be held because of the social distancing rules. And so I really want to give a lot of credit to the U.S. Coast Guard and to the U.S. Power Squadrons, and really all of our boating education class providers that did a pivot, you know, in the in the early days of the of the um, pandemic, and converted their online classrooms to virtual classrooms. And so, you know, just recently we were exp- we were able to get a presentation from the Coast Guard on um, it was from Vern Gifford on. Boater education from 2019 and 2020, and in the first six months of 2020, boater education numbers dipped dramatically. But it, but what's really interesting is that in the second six months of 2020, the numbers increased dramatically. And what we saw was that 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 or what we're seeing is that trend is still continuing today into 2021. So, being able to provide that kind of education in an in a virtual classroom versus an online classroom has been a real help. Uh, people are seeking education and certificates for education are going up. So we're excited about that. You know, back uh, last year, in the first half of the year, uh, people were getting a boat and dealers were selling them so fast they didn't even have time to really give them a, a good quality orientation on the boat. No boating education courses were available. And they just went out, and we know from talking with law enforcement that, you know, boating incidences in 2020 increased, and so we're we're looking for the report from the Coast Guard any day now from the 2020 uh, statistics, and we expect though that uh, that that number is going to increase from last year by as much as maybe 25% on accidents and, and and fatalities, but what we're doing is is this year we're trying to get out in front of this problem this year by getting in front of the boating public as many ways as we possibly can to remind them that you know take a boater education course will really take care of everything you'll learn everything you need to know about being a safe boater but if you don't take a course at least wear your life jackets and get a vessel safety check by a coast guard auxiliarist or or certainly avoid impairment i mean impairment is the single leading contributing factor to boating accidents so if you're going to have you know, alcohol on your boat, make sure you have a designated skipper. Don't allow the captain of your boat to get impaired. It's just a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, I wanted to ask specifically about uh, now that we've introduced the subject, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, not a subject either of us enjoy talking about particularly accidents and fatalities on the water. Uh, You know, many of them, as you say, absolutely, completely avoidable. Uh, You mentioned the dangers of boating under the influence, obviously. Uh, Talk a little bit, draw that direct line. Uh, I'm not great myself personally, uh, other than when I'm in the the water engaging in water sports about wearing a life jacket. Talk about the the link between accidents, fatalities relative to life jacket wear.
1: Well, um, the statistics have remained pretty constant over the last decade or so. And the Coast Guard puts these out every year. And like I mentioned just a minute ago, the new stats are due out any day, the 2020 stats. So we're relying on 2019 right now. But those statistics show that of those that died in a boating accident, 79% of them drowned. And of the ones that drowned, 86% of them were not wearing a life jacket. So think about that for a second. I mean, if, if life jackets were mandatory, like they are on PWCs or even at the U.S. Army, Army Corps of Engineers lakes in Mississippi. They ran a test pilot program in a Mississippi lake and had mandatory life jacket wear for a couple of years. Um, what would it do to the numbers? What would those numbers that I just, you know, just quoted? What would happen to them? I mean, it's it's pretty clear to every to almost anyone that those numbers would decline in a big way. So that's one of the biggest pushes we have. You know in recreational boating safety is to try to get folks to be sure that they're always wearing their life jacket you know just having it on the boat and carrying it as as is required is not always good enough you know we did a we did a um a life jacket video a psa not too long ago where we compared life jackets to um seat belts in cars now people in cars don't get in a car and leave the seat belt unbuckled until they're about to get into an accident. So they're, they see that a truck's pulling out in front of them and they're about to get slammed and they reach for the seatbelt and, and, and put the seatbelt on. Now, how likely is that? That's not going to happen, right? So we did a compare and contrast video um, where we took the same situation in a boat. We had two boats that were coming together. They were about to collide. And uh, one of the people on the boat notices there's an imminent collision and he reaches for the life jackets and he's, they're trying to you know trying to put the life jackets on at the last second. And the point is you can't. You just can't do that. You know, and also if you're if you're ejected from the boat, you know, if you hit a tree stump or a, some something in the water that caused you to get dropped you know, ejected from the boat. Um, and we see this in bass boats often when things like steering cables break and all of a sudden it makes a hard right turn and everyone's thrown out. Uh, if you don't already have your life jacket on, trying to put one on in the water is next to impossible. I mean, you, you got to be an Olympic superstar to try to put on the life jacket in the water. So um we just try to remind everybody that we can that wearing the life jacket your life jacket is the best course of action because you never know when you're going to be in an accident. And with today's new inflatable lightweight inflatable life jackets such as the suspender styles or even the belt packs, the belt packs are just you don't even know you have them on. It's like why not? You know why not wear uh you know one of those life jackets um when you, you can hardly tell that's on. It's it's not uh, it's not your grandfather's life jacket anymore. That's <laughs> another campaign we did once where we had the old horse collar, the orange horse collars being compared to the new to newer life jackets of today. And the message was really to try to let people know that these newer lightweight life jackets are a great option uh, for wearing a life jacket all times on the boat.
0: Yeah, those those statistics are absolutely staggering. You know, and and you know, there's a story behind, you know, every statistic—a a mother, father, son, daughter. I—I I was at a uh, actually my first boat show in in over a year recently on the eastern shore of uh, the Chesapeake Bay, the Bay Bridge Boat Show, and and there was a father there who had uh, who had started a, a safe boating uh, foundation and specifically around uh, life jacket wear, and he had lost his daughter, who was a lifelong boater, young woman in her twenties, who uh, they hit a, a you know. Many parts of the Chesapeake Bay, as large as it is, uh, are uh, are shallow, and and they hit a sandbar, and they're you know a little day cruiser, and she was ejected from the boat and uh, and lost her life. So you know when you when you see the, it's one thing to look at a statistic. When you when you meet people uh, and and kind of hear these personal stories, it it really brings it home how important this is, doesn't it?
1: Well, it does. And no one ever expects that's going to happen to them. Yeah, that exactly. always happens to someone else. It's not going to happen to me. So, you know, it's, it's really important that folks that are involved in some sort of a tragedy like this get involved and try to make others aware of the pot- the potential for an accident like that. You know, we just came across one in um, um, uh, the panhandle of Florida um, a husband, and wife from Minnesota had made a trip down to the panhandle to, uh, to get away from the cold in February. Mm-hmm. And, um, he decided to go out on a kayak paddling trip, um, ocean trip one day and he didn't return. And the guy was an experienced paddler. They're still not sure what happened with him, but, uh, you know, she, she was in a video that I saw online where she says, you know, you never expect this is going to happen to you. You know, but here we are. And now we're trying to say, don't let this happen to you. You know, be mindful of things like wearing life jackets and being prepared, you know, for the possibility of an accident. Mm -hmm. So um, I just can't emphasize that enough. And I appreciate you bringing, you know, some some light on this subject.
0: Yeah, well, you talked about, uh, you know, bringing awareness. So uh, last question, what can we do industry wide? What can a dealer uh, do as he sends out, you know, uh, boaters in their new boat? What can manufacturers do? What can we do as an industry to uh, continue to bring awareness to the issue of, of safe boating and some of these key messages? So,
1: David, another great question. You know, boating is such a fun, safe, popular activity. In fact, the Coast Guard just reported last week that boating is safer than walking on the side of the street. So, you know, the, the I guess the numbers from NHTSA, uh, the incidents of people getting run over and killed by a car by walking on the side of the street are are greater than they are, you know, for being out on a boat. Well, that's really good for us. But for the ones that do have a bad experience... And whether it's just a bad experience with, you know, the boat itself or whether it's an accident of some sort where someone is injured or even worse killed, it's going to drive people out away from boating. So all these newcomers that have come to boating and have got their new boat, it's important that we make sure they know how to operate the boat and how to operate the boat safely. And if we don't remind these folks of these things and they go out and have a bad experience, we're going to have a flood of used boats on the market next year. People are going to be selling these boats because it, it wasn't what they thought it was. So I am constantly trying to remind um, people in our industry, and so is our team, our entire team, our Water Sports Foundation team, reminding people in the industry to remind their customers of the importance of recreational boating safety, whether you're a paddler on a kayak or whether you're a, um, you know, on a 46-foot motor yacht. It doesn't matter. Being mindful and following, you know, careful safety precautions can make a difference to having a safe and enjoyable time on the water, or to you know, one day you know, selling the boat and just being out of boating altogether.
0: Yeah, that's a great reminder, Jim. A great place to end. You know, for all of us who are experienced boaters, uh, just a a good gentle nudge and reminder to maybe have a little extra patience and grace when we're uh, at the launch ramp or, you know, on a busy weekend or, or out on the water. And, and uh, we're seeing newbies, you know, kind of struggle in certain ways, know that, that it's incumbent on all of us to, to, you know, be welcoming to those people and, and to, uh, to try to, you know, lend a hand and assistance and, and uh, maybe impart some safe boating messages as well. So Jim Emmons, executive director, water sports foundation. Thanks for talking about such an important subject uh, I've i've appreciated the time together
1: well thank you david we appreciate boating industry and all of what you guys are doing to help us promote these these important messages and uh it's always a good good time to be with you so appreciate it again
0: Absolutely. And and I want to say Jim Emmons has also consented to be a part of our Boating Industry Leadership Council, a consortium of uh, industry leaders from uh, various aspects of the industry. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. I'm David G for Boating Industry, and we will see you on the water. So long, everyone.